He is Nicholas Perez. I am Ben Perez, and we are the Box Box Brothers podcast. Nicholas, we have a great show for people this week. I know we've been off for a week now, but we're back and we're ready to go. That we are. That we are. How has your week been? Uh, not too bad. Just kind of finishing up some writing assignments and trying to fill my life and my weekends without f1 so getting really into nrl rugby here but it just doesn't hit the same as football yeah well it is fun it it's just it's a different sport so it's it's fun but it's it's different than american football and f1 Mm, makes sense makes sense yeah how about your week it's been pretty good um you know just going through life yeah yeah all right so what, well, what, we what have we a, got yeah, today, today we have a new segment called Pit or Push. So we are going to discuss the news that is coming through the F1 circus. And for a topic that we want to talk about, we'll say pit, box, 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 box. And for other topics that we want to just push off for next week or later, we'll say you are free to push and we'll just move right over it. And then we'll close today out with our power ranking of the drivers. Yep, yep, yep. So I'm I'm ready to get into it. All right. So let's get into pit or push. Woo! All right, Nick. Alphatari and the rumors that they're coming home to Milton Keys. Pit or push? Push. Well, we'll talk about that once it actually happens. There is rumors that Alphatari is going to be coming home to Milton Keys, but until that happens, um, we'll keep. We don't got anything to talk you are, about. Yeah, you're free to push. What about the Ferrari dumpster fire that's going on? Hit the brakes, box it. <laughs> right. Box, 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 box. So there's been a dumpster fire brewing at Ferrari for. A while and everyone thought that after axing Bonato, everything would magically fix itself, but it has not. Fred Vasseur has struggled. So, Nick, give me your thoughts on that dumpster fire. You know, originally they thought that they went in the right direction, like technically, and a lot of people are finding out, like, especially now that um the design just doesn't keep up with Red Bull. And this is coming from inside of the program and a lot of people thought that they could just switch out the head coach and that would make the difference but it's really not making the difference like the drivers are slow engineer the engineering just didn't go to plan this year just hasn't worked out the way that ferrari thought it would and especially um i know a lot of like talk about the big man upstairs for Mm -hmm. ferrari um, it's just it's just not it's just looking like another season of underperforming for them, getting beat by the Mercedes and Aston Martin. Mm-hmm. It's just it's it's a weird time to be a Ferrari fan and to be in the Ferrari like family, basically. Yeah. yeah, and they're even thinking about scrapping their entire scooter rotor Ferrari 23 design. And if they do that, especially in this cost cap era, it might set them back a year and a half compared to Aston Martin, Mercedes, and Red Bull. Mm-hmm. 
So we'll keep monitoring the dumpster fire and the burning tire that is Ferrari. But until something changes, whether they create their own Ferrari racing division like Mercedes does and keep it a little bit separate from the actual car company, I don't think anything will change. Yeah, I get that. All right. Next topic. Are there too many sprint races in a season, Nick? We are up to six. Do you want to see more? Do you want to see less? Box it. All right. Box, 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 box. All right, Nick. Get thoughts. My my thoughts and views on this. Because um, the drivers like... the drivers are split. Hamilton and Russell like them. Max does not. I feel like um, definitely interesting. Um, I like to see racing on Saturday, but I also do like i don't like the race on sunday being affected by the sprint race mm-hmm. so well they have just... started to come in and say that there's a new qualifying or sprint race we can format so the friday qualifying will just determine the sprint rate or determine sundays but then they'll have another qualifying saturday morning to set the grid for the sprint race so it'll be essentially two different events that's the only thing, like my big problem, because I know Sergio got spun around a couple times, lost out big, and I know other drivers have also lost out big mm-hmm. because of the sprint races. Yeah. What if they just create a new division of F1 and just call it F1 Sprint so that you have a race Saturday and you can kind of preview the up and coming drivers? Wouldn't, mean, it, be, wouldn't it be the worst decision? They do F2 before F1. That's literally just F2, what you described. Yeah, but instead of F2, they're in F1 machinery going faster, and it will be kind of like the G League of F1, so you can see your favorite, the up-and-coming drivers. I think it would be a cool idea. You do it for college sports and a lot of the other ones, AA, AAA. Yeah. Yeah, And then it gives them, it will also give them more experience in the car and getting used to the forces that they feel in F1. Yeah. Yeah. I dig that. All right. Moving on, Nick, the cost cap penalty. Was it too lenient on Red Bull? I'm a push. Right past that. Push, push. There's been a lot of talk. Uh, It is a slow moving I guess penalty, so we might see it near the end of the year, but who knows, it might be too late and Red Bull's dominance might be too far that this 10% cost cap reduction is affecting them. Next, let's talk about reliability issues, Nick. Buck box or push? We're going to hit the brakes. Uh, let's box box, come in, change your tires. We've had a variety of reliability issues this year from Red Bull to Merck to Alpine. It seems to be the name of the game, just power units maybe being turned up too high. But it, could it play a major role in this upcoming championship? Yes, I feel like it could because, I mean, obviously, as we saw last year, that killed any chance of a Ferrari comeback. And I feel like especially how early it is in the season, the point that like we're already having to take engine and grid penalties, it's just it's crazy. And like at that point, is it almost like losing the aspect of a sport? 
Yeah, the penalties will be an issue, and maybe they just need to raise up the allowed components for each, especially with the increased sprint races. It's just weird to also see Mercedes running into reliability issues because they never did last year. And maybe it's just because they have their engines turned up so that they can compete better with the front of the field. But it's concerning that even the most reliable engine is showing wear and tear this early on. And it's it's crazy just how like just blown up these engines have become and how fast they've been they've been mm-hmm. turned up to. Yeah. And you kind of need to to compete with that rocket ship of Red Bull. All right, Nick, let's keep it moving. Next, let's talk about the Red Bull number two seat. Do you want to box box or continue to push? Uh, me personally, I want to continue to push. All right, push, push. There's been a lot of rumors like whether Chick is going to keep his seat in Ricardo, Yuki Tsunoda, and a couple of the Red Bull Junior drivers coming up through the ranks. But for now, until we get further into the season and see how everyone continues to develop, we will push right now. Red Bull's mm-hmm. dominance, Nick, is it bad for the sport? I say we hit this really quick. All right, let's do a quick box. Let's talk about it. Is it bad for the sport? I don't feel like it's bad for the sport because I feel like in every in every professional football team and every professional league, there is a time where a team is just dominant throughout the rest. And I really feel like it's just how ebbs and flows like happen. Like take the New yeah. England Patriots, for example. Yeah. They were dominant, like extremely dominant for so, so long. But then now they sunk back. So I, I just don't really feel like there's like anything yeah. to like prevent them. I don't feel like it's going to hurt the sport at all. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't think that dominance from one team is a bad thing. I think it happens, like you said, in all sports. And it gives someone to, especially the new fans, someone to root for. Because I know when I came in, Mercedes was at the top and Lewis was the best driver. And that's part of the reason why I liked him. And I'm sure that there are people coming into the sport and are seeing Red Bull and Red Bull's a cool franchise just in general with their extreme sports and having them be at the top of the pillar. I don't think it's bad. So I think it's it will even out and there'll be ebbs and flows, but I don't think it's bad for the sport. Mm-hmm. All right, let's keep it moving. Uh, are too many races happening nick there's been talks of going up to 25 and 26 is there too many keep pushing yeah keep it pushing push 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 um Domini Kali, the f1 ceo is trying to add more races but i think it is at a good spot they just need to revamp the schedule so it works clear and you're actually going across the globe in one span instead of just going from miami to Azerbaijan back to Canada and getting that all sorted out. Yeah. All right, Nick, last topic of the day. Let's see if you want to box or push on Kevin Magnuson. You know, since the last one of the day, let's, let's box it. All right. Let's box. has struggled in his competition with Hulkenberg. Hulkenberg's been doing a great job and has really had Kevin on the back foot last year. Kevin just manhandled Mick Schumacher, but now he is not performing as well as he's done. Let's get your thoughts on him. 
What you yeah, have to do. Um, I just feel like drivers have ebbs and flows, positives and negatives. A time when they're like winning and doing the best in their career at a time when they're not. I feel like he's just at a little bit of a low, like a little bit of a frat, flat area in mm-hmm. his career. I don't feel like it's like the end. I don't feel like he's too old. I just feel like it's a bit of like a little bit of an anchor, like a little bit of straight. Yeah, it, it is probably a little bit of a lull, a little bit of a slump that he's in. He has shown that he has pace. And even with having Hulkenberg to compete with, he has outperformed him two out of the three races. So this is the first time that Hulk actually got him on race day. But we'll we'll keep monitoring K-Mag. That hot seat might be come open, especially if K-Mag continues to struggle against Hulkenberg like he has this year. Yeah. All right, cool. Thanks for playing Box, box, and push. I know we just changed the name from pit or push, but we'll we'll keep workshopping it. But coming up next, we are going to power rank the F1 drivers so far. All right, Nick, we are back to power rank the F1 drivers. I've made a quick list of the top 10 of the grid, and we'll start with 10 and make our way up to one. Sound good? So at number 10, I have Charles Leclerc. He hasn't been racing well. He's been dealing with reliability issues, crashing out in races. He's, I believe, number eight in the actual standings, but he hasn't looked confident. There is rumors that he is looking to leave Ferrari as well. And just with his raw pace, I think he has it there. So I couldn't leave him out of the top 10 drivers in F1, but I'm putting him at the bottom. Yeah, I know. I 100% get that. Um, I, I, me personally, I don't think he craves the top 10 at the current moment. Yeah. Um, because at number nine, I have his partner, Carlos Sainz. And I know Carlos had that penalty that took him out of the race, made him lose all of his points from Australia. But I think he's been a definitely more consistent driver than Charles. He is higher in the standings compared to him as well. And for that, I think there's room to improve, but until they actually improve their car, I I'm going to keep them at number nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I totally agree with that. All right. So number eight, I have Lando Norris. He's been just consistent, and with that tractor that McLaren has given him, he ha- is putting together a resume that will be able to go to a top team in a year or two once his McLaren contract is done. Because I don't see McLaren making that leap. And with his driving ability, I don't think he's also going to waste it down at a midfield tier tier team. So once that Ferrari or Mercedes opens up or even the Red Bull, I think he's going to try to make a jump to one of those teams. And maybe even Audi when they come in in 2026. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. I I totally agree. I mean, Lando's in a bad spot with, like, just with his car and with mm-hmm. the team in general. Like, there's no, like, upper trajectory. It's just it's just kind of in a low spot. Yeah. Um, number seven, I have Lance Stroll, Big Daddy Stroll's son. He's been actually very consistent this year. He's 
proven himself a solid racer, especially in given the right machinery. So with that, he's gotten points finishes for, I believe, all three of the races so far. And he's just been consistent, especially coming back from those broken wrists in that motorcycle accident. Mm-hmm. And Lance Stroll, he's, he's, a, he's proven a lot of the haters wrong this season. I know for sure. Like he, he's made a statement in a top car. Like he makes a statement that he, he is, he's that dude. Yeah. He's not just a paid driver. Number six, I have the Haas boy Hulkenberg. And I know he's only beaten K mag one race this year, but through the first three races, he's been able to get that Haas car into the Q3 of qualifying. And the first two races, he wasn't able to bring it home, but in Australia, he was able to get some points finished for the Haas team. So I think he's been very quick and especially given two years off and just being a reserve driver for most teams, he's shown that he can still fight in F1. Mm-hmm. I I hundred percent agree with that statement. Cool, uh, number very, five. Very valid things you're saying today, Ben. Yeah, number five. I have the Red Bull driver Checo. So Checo has not been able to match the pace of Max Verstappen this year. He looks a little bit slower. Just um, in the race, I was expecting him in Australia to be able to fight back through the field a little bit more, and for that. He, especially with Max showing the dominance and the pace that he has in that Red Bull. I think that Checo needs to be able to match that speed. See, that's where I disagree with you. Um, Verstappen did not look as dominant in Australia as he has in other races. And I don't feel like the Red Bull was doing the best in Australia. Um, I know Sergio Perez had a hard time like handling the car but i feel like overall he took the car to like where it it needed to be so yeah yeah i just think that if max was in the same position he would have been able to get back up to the start of the field eventually especially with the four red flags and being able to close up the gap and really minimize the penalty that he did receive Um, but number four i have george russell in my power rankings so george has been Definitely the quicker Mercedes driver this year with a power unit failure. He did lose a lot of points in Australia. It's a long season, but George, I think, has been able to adapt to this W14 a lot better than Lewis, but just hasn't been able to get to the points. And that's why I have him um, number four behind uh, number three, Lewis, this week. Well, I mean, because if you look what he's um, he's driven in the past, he's always driven a crap box. Mm-hmm. So... I feel like it just when you're used to driving when you're used to a house made out of gold and your house is made out of copper, mm-hmm. you're gonna notice a difference. When you're used to copper and your house is made out of or when you're Silver. used to dirt, yeah. When you're used to dirt and your house, and your house made, made, out, made of out of copper, copper. you're hyped. So yes. it's just it's different. Yeah. They're coming in with different perspectives and for that, we'll see how it continues over the season. Even last year, Lewis had a slow start, and then the second half of the season, he just ran away from it. It's been a lot closer, but because he Lewis has been able to convert more of those finishes on race day, I have him above George this week. So that's who my number three is. Uh-huh. Um, number two in my power rankings, I'm going to have Fernando Alonso. 
So he's been. I agree with that statement. He's been a fantastic driver in that Aston Martin. He feels at home and comfortable in a car that can actually compete for podium finishes. And he looks like a kid in the candy store, completely rejuvenated. And he's been super impressive this year. Looks like he's 18 again. Yeah, it's cool. And then number one in my power rankings, I have Max Verstappen. So he's been the best driver for the last three years, and he's continued his dominance in 2023. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that statement. He's just he's looked like the best guy out there on on the grid, best guy in the car, best car on the grid. It's just elite. Cool. So those are the Ben and Nick's power rankings this week for f1 nick anything else before we sign off today not for me all right well thank you for all thank you all for listening and subscribing to the podcast we will continue to give f1 content and f1 news updates our thoughts and opinions even though no one asked for them we find it fun and enjoy doing this so subscribe shout like. out to everyone who listens love you and love you too nick it's time to box 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 retire the car retire the car retire the car <laughs>